Imagine building a more successful hypnosis business just in the next 10 days. To learn how, please visit worksmarthypnosis.com and take the 10-day hypnosis business challenge. Yours free today. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. This is session number 28, Expectation, The Smoker Story. This is actually an event that happened a couple of years ago, and in this program, we're about to jump into my classroom. This was recorded a few weeks back during my ongoing certification program that's about to wrap up, actually, this coming weekend, and uh, it's a clip from the class. So again, similar to last week's session, if you want to head over to worksmarthypnosis.com, on the page with the show notes for this session, number 28, there's actually the video from that segment of the class as well. So you can listen here. You can also watch the video as well, though if I'm remembering right, I believe I'm sitting the entire time, as exciting as that sounds. Uh, But this is an interesting story. It's one of those events that I I don't want to say entirely changed how I think about hypnosis, yet it did help to remind me of a very, very important principle of the process. And I've had similar experiences to this story you're about to hear. I've had similar experiences over the years. And yet, this is perhaps the most profound one. Let's jump right in. Session number 28, Expectation, The Smoker Story. So the NGH textbooks would reference this line about even beginners will achieve a 40% initial success rate and after experience, almost 100%. And that was a line that I had some challenge with, but then as I began to think about it over the years, I started to see some of the intention there. And basically, a few years ago, I had an experience that just completely changed my thinking on this. I get an email from this guy, and it simply says, thank you so much. This was incredible. I have not smoked since I worked with you. And as you see some of my business systems, I am insane with tracking. I can tell uh, who is opening my emails. Uh, The videos that I send out, I can even track which one of you watched a video to a specific point and then stopped it. And this is not really difficult in our modern era, just the software that we use to do automation. Just that's their extra benefit. That's their extra value. So I tell you that not to brag about the automation tactics, but simply to say, here I am in a position where I have no idea who this guy is. And that's rare for me because I'm always able to track an email or at least if they change their email, maybe the phone number, maybe the name. I'm doing everything I can. I cannot figure out who this guy is. So I kind of break some of my rules and just email him back to say, when did we work together? I'm checking my PayPal records because my PayPal uh, product sales at this point were not integrated into my database. So maybe it was something else. I switched database systems, but I kept the old one active. Again, no matter what I do with all my insane tracking, I have no idea who this guy is. So I, again, break my rule and go, who are you? So here's the story though. I was at a high school doing a stage hypnosis show. It was a fundraiser in the evening. And here he is, he's the father of one of the kids and he volunteers. He goes through the show, he has a lot of fun. I send him back to the audience. Now here's the thing to be aware of. There are some stage hypnotists who do a whole bit about at the end of the show, I'm gonna give you a positive suggestion for change. I'm gonna give you a motivating suggestion for change even play the game of uh, it's a way to perhaps coerce volunteers up on stage, perhaps. Um, 
I'm going to give you value upwards of $500. People come to my office to work with me, and I'm going to give you that free value for coming on stage tonight as if maybe that's that little extra benefit to get out of the audience and come on stage and be a volunteer. I, I, I don't like that. It's just my personal opinion. I do that here. I don't do that on stage. I'm there for entertainment. There's a motivational theme to my program, but I've never liked that moment because I wanted, if I'm going to do change, I want to do it right. I don't want to just hint at it. It's basically my theme. So I'm playing the game of did I, did I have a bad show that night and just decide to do that to add an extra time? Uh, but no, I actually have record of the show he went to and I went back and watched it an hour and a half before I responded again. Nice. Now here's the story though. Here's where it all comes together. He knows that hypnosis helps people quit smoking, right? So he volunteers for the show. And because he knows that hypnosis helps people quit smoking and he got hypnotized, there therefore he stopped smoking. In the program, I never made a single reference to my office. And normally these days, I do a very indirect soft sale to reference what I do here, just because why not, um, in a very non-salesy way. I didn't do that that program. I hadn't come up with my strategy for doing that. But again, from his perspective, hypnosis helps people quit smoking. I got hypnotized. I don't smoke now. He never filled in the details from our, you know, from our technical perspective, our educated perspective of, yeah, but you have to do something for change to make it happen. But no, in his world, hypnosis helps people quit smoking. I got hypnotized. I don't smoke anymore. Now, I tell that story to point out, again, back to the Roy Hunter formula, the B-I-C-E, belief, imagination, credibility, expectation. He expected that if he goes on stage, he can go through the process of hypnosis. As he went through it, all the belief, all the imagination was there and he had absolute credibility because to be fair, he was one of the stars of the show. When I do a program for a high school and there's a, a teacher, there's a faculty member, there's a parent on stage, I've got special bits that I do with them to kind of feature them in a very respectful way. So, because the kids are loving that there's an adult up there. I've had you know, high school principals up on stage that were like hypno junkies. They're like, oh, I volunteer for these all the time. It's like, awesome. So he was that, quote, star of the show in that program, but never once was there a suggestion. But there's that formula at place. He expected it. He believed it. He could imagine it. And the process had credibility because he was doing great up there. So I tell that story because sometimes perhaps maybe we are working a little bit too hard. I'd reference a program that I saw Don Motten many years ago, which was, I think the title was something along the theme of um, 10 strategies, 10 tips for a successful smoking cessation program. And one of them, if I'm remembering it right, was basically he goes, the first one, watch. Ooh. All of you are non-smokers. And his line was, out of 100 people, you're going to get 10 people just with that one technique because they have the expectation. Now, to his credit, the rest of the program was Here's how you get the other 90%. But what I'm basically getting at is just that's our benefit of hypnosis. That's our one unique selling proposition is that we have that, and forgive the word, ritual of the formal hypnotic experience. There's an interesting anecdote you'll hear from some of the people who are um, conversational hypnosis or purely um, of a direct suggestion model without testing convincing, or perhaps even people who just make use of NLP strategies. You'll hear some of them often say, 
unless you give them the quote ritual of hypnosis, they leave and they're kind of wondering going, well, nothing really happened. We just kind of talked for a while. Meanwhile, you did everything you should have done to address the change directly and indirectly, covertly and overtly. But without that quote ritual of the experience, they didn't have belief in the process. So I say this not to walk out on stage with the low rolling fog and dramatic music and a lot of eye makeup, no. But without that experience of hypnosis, that's what we do in this room. We are hypnotists. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. Please visit the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast listing on iTunes and share your positive feedback.